This is Midnight Mass Creature Cast. And today I am uh, Dr. Robert Pretorius. Oh, okay. So I guess I need to change out of this kimono that I'm wearing and put on something different. You know uh, what? I'm just going to slide into uh, just the tiniest pair of briefs that I possibly can. <laughs> and I will be, uh, I'll be um, Bubba, Bubba Brownlee or Mr. Foray, as he's known as. Oh, so you didn't even want to sit here in my my tiny underwear. (laughs) You didn't even want to be a Crawford uh, Crawford Tillingast. No, I'm going to go right for right for uh, Bubba. Okay, so you're the football player. Yeah, well, yeah, because I have the same body type. We always get confused. I'll be honest with you. Oh, okay. Well, like Doctor Pretorius, I am uh, hairy shoulders, so. You know, oh, there he was a very hairy fellow, wasn't he? Yes, he was extremely. Uh, do you are you familiar with? He's actually Ted Sorrell. Do you know anything else he's done? No, I I think I've seen him in a couple of movies, but I didn't really follow too much what he's done. No, the only thing I know him from is he was in Basket Case Two. If you've seen that one, I saw the first one. Okay, yeah. So he was, but other than that, I because I'm like you, I thought I knew him, but I don't. I think I was wrong. I think I had him confused with somebody else, but that's the only thing I knew him from was that. Wow. Yeah. He does look like another actor that I've seen in like a lot of B movies, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know, but yeah. So anyway, this is what, uh, 86, right? 1986 from beyond. Yes. 1986. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about this is just real quick is, I'm a big Fangoria nerd, and this actually was on the cover of number 59. Ooh. Yep. I love Fangoria. But anyway, yeah, this was made the cover. That's how anyway, good the movie I, was. It made the cover. Yeah, because it's really cool. It's an odd picture. It's the um, part where he kind of gets his face pulled off. Oh, and film? he looks like that creature from Enemy Mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the cover of it. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't know if I would have used that picture for the cover. I don't know. To me, there's other ones I would use, but that's that's kind of the, the, the one they went with. But Yeah, I might have used the one when he turned into the bat creature or possibly the one where he was just like that weird blob with the pineal gland kind of poking out of his head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and oh, another correction thing. I kept saying pituitary gland in the last episode. It wasn't the pituitary gland. Oh, I yeah, I completely for forgot about fans. that. Yeah, I did not. It's it's haunted me all this time. <laughs> it's been bothering you. It's been keeping you up at night. It has. Well, that and the machine in the attic that keeps wanting me to turn it back on. <laughs> it's powering itself. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, okay. So can I, I'm sorry. Can I kind of just, well, I ask you, where did you first see this? Uh, let's see. I think. I know I saw it at home. It must have been playing on uh, HBO, like the old okay. school HBO from the 80s. Okay. Um, I do remember my sister living downstairs with her husband. And I went down there and they were watching this. And yeah, I think that was the first time that I had seen this movie. So it was probably like around 88 or 89, I would say. I saw this in the theater. And the theater I went to um, was a big theater and then they chopped it up and they made the balcony two separate theaters and it was tiny. 
like tiny, like you were basically sitting there with your knees, like up to your chest. So it was not a big space. And it was myself and um, a girl I was dating at the time who eventually I ended up marrying and procreating with. Um, anyway, it was the two of us. And then the movie had already gotten started. But it was still early on and it was dark. So three people came in. Um, and as they sat there in that, you know, packed little thing and the air didn't work very well. And it was during like kind of warmer. Um, you realize that they probably hadn't bathed in a while. Oh, and two of them were female. I'm not making fun of women at all, at all, I promise. But like, there was a certain um, odor that kind of <laughs> came along with the unwashed female body. <laughs> so that permeated the little itty bitty theater we're seeing this in. And they also had a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. So I will always associate from beyond with the smell of unwashed bodies, unwashed female bodies in particular, and fried chicken. And so that always like, kind of adds to the like weird body kind of horror thing of this. It's just like a whole nother level. So like there's the, the sights and the sounds, and I get that like smell in my mind whenever I think of this. Yeah, I'm not goodness. making fun of anyone, but like that's in my head whenever <laughs> I rewatch this movie. <laughs> Like John Waters polyester, we got that little scratch and sniff card. It's like, oh, anyway. Wow. (laughs) I'm just like, while you were describing that, I'm picturing the theater in my mind and I'm picturing like this, uh, you know, that I guess when Abraham Lincoln got assassinated, he was on that balcony. (laughs) Right. It was pretty much that. It just seems so tiny. tiny. Rob, it's so tiny. They still have it too. And it's like, I think there's only maybe like, uh, I don't even know if there's 10 rows. Like it's so tiny. It's like once a movie goes up there, you know, if you don't see it, then it's just going to go away the next week. And I think that one, because it, when it came out, it really wasn't that big of a movie. Uh, and I think it went straight there. Cause I saw everything like right when they came out, as far as horror goes back in the eighties and it, you know, we knew we had to see it there or never. So, but anyway, that was my, my extra layer of experience with this film. So anyway, <laughs> that uh, that gave you the full surround sound, uh, not only surround sound bars. Uh, I can't even speak today. <laughs> surround like smell, smellorama. Yeah, smell surround smell experience. Uh, it did. Yeah, it did. Every journey begins in the mind. <laughs> A flight of imagination. A vision of what might lie across the universe. Or within the deepest regions of the subconscious. Dr. Edward Pretorius is about to embark on such a journey. It's out of control. You've got to turn it off. Something's coming. Humans are such easy prey. Makers of Reanimator from Beyond. Dr. Pretorius, go ahead. You were, I'm sorry, I, I really segued us way away from that. So, Dr. Pretorius, who you're representing today, because you have hairy shoulders. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but what about Dr. Pretorius? Do we need to know? He's a freak, man. He's total freak. <laughs> oh, he like. Okay, so it doesn't tell you this in the beginning of the movie. Well, yeah, not at not at the very beginning. It just no. you know um, they're doing experiments with the resonator. I, it's called the resonator, right? Yeah, the Pretorius resonator. Okay, good. Yeah, I was hoping yep. I got that correct. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, so Crawford turns it on and, you know, he's standing there and then he sees these like eels swimming through the air. Which and, is amazing, I think. Just the whole concept of there's this like other like reality existing on the same plane as ours. You just can't see it. I yeah. thought that was the coolest thing ever when I first saw this. And I was scared. Like after seeing that, I was like, okay, so there's these things we can't see. But if the sound waves hit just right and we can see them and they can see us and then if we move, they'll attack us. So I was, yeah, I had, I had an imagination as a child. Oh, yeah, me too. You and me both. That got me in trouble a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I couldn't. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I couldn't sleep. I just remember these things. Anyway, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. yeah. The, same here. I I would be thinking about that stuff while I go to bed and, you know, I'd never be able to sleep. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't turn it off. Like it just went on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when I was a kid, the only way I could make myself sleep is I would imagine my my bed was surrounded by the Justice League and somehow they would keep the monsters away from me. <laughs> and that kind of worked a little bit, but it was still hard to sleep. But that's my only way of kind of falling asleep. Oh, that's cool. I used to have this way of um, I think a lot of kids did that, though, but I would put the blankets over my head and like that blanket somehow formed this uh, psychic barrier shield and where like no monsters could detect me. And I would sleep like that. So yeah, that that's how I got through childhood. But I'll tell you that trailer for phantasm just knocked all that away with that whole bed scene where they grab the hands, the hands come up and grab them in the bed. That just like ruined all that. I'm like, no, I'm not even safe in my bed now. It's just all shot. (laughs) Anyway. Oh man! But, but, uh, oh, but but uh, before we go on, um, oh. so Crawford, the, the one you're talking about, that's Jeffrey Combs. Just for people like maybe if they aren't familiar with the movie or they want to get in their head who it is, right? So Jeffrey Combs, just for people out there, you know, who are listening, all five of you, I thank you, including I guess half of my family. So maybe that one person is listening. Um, Jeffrey Combs, he went on and he did like Reanimator, Brighter the Reanimator, that goes with the whole Reanimator series. Um, and then I think, cause I, you know, I kind of stalked you in a weird, like non, non harmful way. Castle Freak, he was in that, which I think you are a fan of that, I believe. Yes, I am. Okay. And then, um, have you seen the Giver? Um, yeah, not in many decades, but I have seen it. Okay. Cause that seems like a total you movie. Cause it's got a lot of really cool, practical, like creatures and things like that in it. Um, and then. The Frighteners, have you seen that one? Oh, definitely. Okay, yeah, he was in that too, and I love that one. Um, and then the House on Haunted Hill remake, did that, and then uh, what else? Beyond Reanimator. Have you seen Abominable? He was in that one too. Abominable. Uh, That's no. like from the 2000s. That doesn't sound familiar, no. Okay, yeah, and then I uh, that one you might want to check out. It's kind of fun for what it is, if you like like Bigfoot Yeti kind of things. Okay. Yeah, and then... Uh, this is, I, I know you're not a big slasher fan, but he was in the, I still know what you did last summer, which I, I, I like that one. Too. I think that's I saw actually, that. That's got Jack Black in a really weird role. 
that he like refuses to talk about. <laughs> Wait, was Jack Black the stoner? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. I did see that movie. Yep. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's who, that's who the uh, Crawford Tilling, Tilling, Tilling host, Tillinghast, Tillinghast, I think is, is the guy that works for Dr. Pretorius. And the movie, like, I love the movie because it just starts. Like, there's no buildup. There's no nothing. They're just like starting this movie like right away. Yes. Which I thought was awesome. That's what I like about it too, is that I like the movies to just begin and not have like this lengthy buildup because I start to quickly lose interest. Um, but this one, it just like sets you in the action right away. And yeah, then you're pretty, like, pretty cool. oh, okay, I, I feel like I'm already a part of this. And then while the movie's going on, we kind of learn, you know, the character development and there's a partial backstory, but it's mostly character development through the whole yeah. thing. Well, it's pretty cool because, well, anyway, you get a lot of the uh, the doctor, Dr. Pretorius' story kind of after the fact. We'll get into it more, but like kind of after the fact, after he's really kind of out of the picture. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool how they do that. Because like right at the beginning, he gets his head eaten off. and Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. I guess we should have said Spoiler that. Spoiler <laughs> alert for a movie that's like 30 years old or more. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, like he's out of the picture, like pretty much right away. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he's clearly got like. He is obsessed with this whole thing. He is, uh, I guess, a sadomasochist. I yes, would. You, yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. apparently there was a scene that was cut from the film because the director thought it was too, too horrible or too tasteless where um, they wanted to put it in. And it's this, it's this uh, sequence of him nailing, uh, putting a nail into a woman's tongue. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was cut from the film. I think the first, I think the first time I ever saw a scene like that was in the, I think it was the first season of Facts of Life. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> when Miss when Miss Garrett was trying to teach Tootie a lesson, I remember that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here it is. It says the opening scene in which Doctor Pretorius hammers a nail through an unwilling female's tongue was excised. Uh, Good so, lord! <laughs> yeah, that got left on the cutting room floor. Now I'll be honest with you. I almost think story wise. Because you already get the impression the guy's a freak. And yeah. I like how they kind of like gave you more of him, his backstory later, like in pieces. I kind of like that better than just starting off with, okay, this guy's a, a like a maniac. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that might have turned the audience off immediately. Right, or turn the wrong audience member on immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. That would say a lot about your date if they enjoyed that part. It's like, oh man, did you see that? The nail went That's straight through. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't want to go home with you after this. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, um, so then he, so, uh, well, so, okay. So, yeah, Dr. Pretorius is pretty much out of the picture then. Yeah. To, yeah. And uh, he, well, uh, Crawford it runs out of the house screaming with the screaming. with the neighbor, the nosy neighbor lady yes. uh, holding her dog. Yeah. I love that because <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Once I hear those things on the other side of the door, I my dog can just stay in. I'm sorry, but my dog can just fend for itself. I'm out the door. I'm not going to go further <laughs> to see what's happening. I'm out the door. I'm you not know, sticking around. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny though. I think dogs and cats, animals in general, they would know if something like otherworldly was going on. They wouldn't go after it. I think they would try to hide and run away from it. Yeah. I'm thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking so too. Yeah. That dog would want no part of all that stuff Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. No, no. So basically the, and then the police show up and they're thinking this guy's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And they think that he's kind of, lost his marbles and so they kind of haul him away to a basically a psychiatric ward more or less those wonderful images of the mental hospital from the 80s yes now okay this i i have to segue and you're going to have to just humor me on this one but the the lady who plays dr block his his doctor that's like overseeing him Mm -hmm. do you know her at all no she doesn't look familiar Oh my God. I love the lady. So it's, her name's Carolyn Purdy Gordon. And she, um, she's, she's was married for a while to Stuart Gordon. So the director of like, you know, the reanimator movie and all that, but she was also, well, she was in castle freak and space truckers. He did those two, but she was also in dolls that he did. Did you ever see dolls? No, I never did. Oh my gosh, Rob. At some point I might try to talk you into doing that movie because it is so creepy. Is it about dolls that come to life? Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay, maybe I have seen it. It's good. Like it's really good. It's one of my favorite movies that Mr. Gordon made, seriously. I like, almost, I'm not saying these other ones are bad, but like that's one of my favorite ones because it's just so creepy to me. Okay. I, I almost got it confused with Puppet Masters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or The well, Puppet yeah. Master. Yeah, The Puppet Master, I think it was. Well, okay. So since we're there, this movie kind of has that feel to me in a weird way. But the, like the executive producer was Charles Band. And he's the one that did do like The Puppet Master and The Ginger Dead Man and The Demonic Toys. He did all those. Okay. On this film, the executive producer. And then the production manager, sorry, the production manager was Albert Band. Um, and he's the one that did like uh, Terror Vision. Did you ever see Terror Vision from the 80s? Yes, I did. Okay. And then Dr- Dracula's Dog, that was a uh, 1977 TV movie. Nope. Didn't see that one. That one's great. You need to see that. Okay. <laughs> so silly. But um, but yeah, so it, this one always kind of had that, that kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Just like the look of it feels like a, a band like a full moon feature. They're the ones who all do the puppet master and stuff. It kind of has that feel to it in a weird way, but like a look to it. Not because of the puppets or anything like that. It's just the way it's shot. Kind of reminds me of a, of one of a full moon feature film anyway, but yeah. Anyway, back to the doctor. Yeah. So she's, she plays the doctor that is like, you know, thinking that Crawford's just off his rocker and, you know, nothing he's saying should be believed. Mm -hmm. So yes. Okay. So you want to go, you want to head on? I'm sorry. I segued. Uh, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, so then, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, uh, I was trying to picture the scenes. Oh yeah. There was something I wanted to bring up that I remember when I was, when I was seeing this movie downstairs in my sister's apartment. Um, and they're like, uh, you've got, what's her name? Uh, I have to look at these things. Barbara Crampton. Yeah, she was Dr. Catherine McMichaels. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird that if you put like the right clothes and a pair of glasses and their hair up, how different someone can look. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You know what I mean? 
they can look all professional and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And just not. Yeah. Cause I'm like that. I know it's Barbara Crampton, but like, wow, she doesn't look like Barbara Crampton to me like that. And uh, like when she's peeking in on all the inmates and like, you know, the oh, yeah. guy, and one guy's screaming, get him off me, get him off me. Yeah, and the and other then, guy's like having a really good time with himself. And then there was a, like, from what I remember, like the first time seeing it as a kid, I was like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, but then she peeked into one room and there was a guy doing something in the corner. And then he looks back and laughs. And I asked my brother-in-law, I was like, uh, what's that guy doing in the corner? He's like, he's beating his meat. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I don't know why, but like this last time I watched it, I don't know what, but I thought he actually threw something like, you know, like his fluid, his bodily fluid. I thought he threw it at her for some reason. I don't know what movie I'm thinking of, but I actually thought that happened. So I'm like, huh. I'm glad it didn't happen to Barbara Crampton because she does not deserve that. It's not like she's Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I'm well, glad she avoided that. Gwyneth Paltrow is all about the fluids, man. Right. I just, yeah. If if I can't get her head in a box, she at least deserves semen thrown at her. <laughs> so, but now before we move on, can I talk about Barbara Crampton? I sure love thing. Okay. So she, like Body Double, you remember that one, the Brian De Palma movie? Uh, just barely. Yeah. Okay. So she did that Chopping Mall, which you guys have already covered. Yep. Chopping Mall. Shopping mall. And then now uh, this is later stuff, but she was in your next, which I, some of these, I don't know if they're your thing or not, but I really like your next. I don't um, think I saw that. Okay. And then the Lords of Salem, the Rob Zombie one. I, I did see that, that one. Yes. Okay. I love that movie so much. I know people it's like divisive, but that's like my fall jam. And then another one that I think you would enjoy because it's, it's, it's about ghosts and the, it's a really good story. It's called, we are still here. Hmm. It's like from 2015. It's got Larry Fessenden and Lisa Marie, the one that used to date uh, Tim Burton. They're in it. Okay. I didn't um, see that movie. I really recommend it. I think you, and I think you can find it. I don't think you have to buy it, Rob, but I really recommend it. I, it's a really good ghost story. I think you would like it. Seriously. It would probably scare the shit out of me and then I wouldn't be able to sleep. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, put your covers over your head. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Get my, yeah. my shield, my ghost shield. Your ghost shield, exactly. Your patented ghost shield. But anyway, but um, yeah, those are just some of the ones that like, if you're a Barbara Crampton fan or you, you know, want to know more about her stuff, I would check those out. But anyway, so she's Dr. Catherine McMichael. And so, so why is she important, Rob? What do we need to know about her? Well, she, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> She, I think she does that to a lot of straight guys. I think a lot of straight guys get very beclumped <laughs> when they think about Barbara Crampton. Yes. Uh, but she is searching, like she heard about Dr. Pretorius and Crawford's experiments. Um, and she's thinking about using, I guess, using their techniques maybe to cure what was it, schizophrenia? I think she yeah. was talking about. And so she's thinking this guy's telling the truth yeah like she's thinking that this is not all like made up stuff right yeah and so she wants him to recreate the experiment um for reasons i don't even know <laughs> but, yeah that's a little sketchy i would think on any level yeah um, yeah um and then the other doctor dr uh block the one played by uh the ex Stuart gordon's um uh, wife, ex-wife, 
uh, she's having no part of that. She's like, you're crazy. You shouldn't be doing this. Um, it's uh, ethically wrong. But somehow um, Barbara Crampton, uh, Dr. Michaels, uh, McMichaels, talks her way into having um, Crawford released under her care. And uh, <laughs> the first thing she does is takes him right back to the house. Yeah. And he... <laughs> <laughs> he's like a deer in headlights trying to escape. Yeah. Yeah. I like the scene where they're, when she first signs him out and he's like walking down the steps, he's like, well, thanks. And he's like, I'll keep our appointment. And she's like, no, you're coming with me right now back to the place. <laughs> I'm like, Oh God, that poor guy. Um, and then, so she has help uh, because no one wants to leave with a um, person who might be um, clinically insane. Uh, and they give her a, a detective. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right, too. Because uh, so like, I guess the authorities like kind of allow her to take him to see like. Actually, where Pretorius went, right, because they really haven't found the body or anything. Or they didn't find his head. They they got the right. body, but yeah, yeah, they don't have his head. So they're trying to figure out exactly what went down. And they're thinking that this guy will open up to her and kind of tell him. So the police are in on this, too. Um, so they kind of send um, uh, who I mentioned earlier, they send Bubba Brownlee, who's Ken Foray, um, you know, along for like security measures. And then um, now are you a fan of Mr. Foray or are you familiar? You, you have to know Mr. Foray. Right? Uh, I think so. He does look familiar. Was he in any of the like Dawn of the Dead? Re he was um, totally in Dawn of the Dead. Very okay. good. And then now did you ever see this is another George, George Romero one. Did you ever see Night Riders? With Ed Harris? No. Oh my God. It's the weirdest movie. Um, this will not appeal to you at all. But like there's a whole scene with like Tom Savini that's like really skimpy. Like, okay, so you know what Ken Foray wore in this that I'm wearing right now, my little tight, skimpy black brief. So <laughs> Tom Savini's wearing something even skimpier than that. Um, and it's just really weird to see him like that. It's it's so weird. It's a weird, it's about bikers kind of. Um, and then he was in Death Spa. I don't know if you saw that one. It's really cheesy. No, I didn't see <laughs> From that. The 80s. Um, and then uh, he did Phantom of the Mall, which I've always wanted to see. And Arrow finally put that out. Um, I think I want to see that. It sounds cool. Phantom of the Mall. With Morgan Fairchild. So, you know, it's got to be quality. <laughs> um, and then he. Oh, did you ever see The Dentist with um, Corbin, Corbin Bernson from um, like L.A. Law, I think. But he's like this crazy dentist. That's a fun one. <clears throat> I saw Dr. Giggles. Pretty much the same kind of premise. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're on the same one. Yeah. And then, um, oh, and then uh, he was also in the, which I thought was cool. He was in the remake of Dawn of the Dead too, the Zack Snyder one. Uh, who if you saw that. Did he play that uh, preacher guy who was like, hell is overflowing. Maybe. And Satan is sending his dead to us. Maybe not. I no, don't. no. That, I think that's somebody different. Okay. I'm going to go with that. And then, of course, he's become like Rob, Z uh, Rob Zombie's darling. He was in Devil's Rejects and Halloween and, of course, Lords of Salem, which I loved him in Lords of Salem. Oh, I do remember him from the Devil's Rejects. And um, uh, I don't think I remember him from Halloween, though. What did he play in there? I think he was a guard, if I'm not mistaken. I think. I okay. Think. Yeah. Or was he Laurie Strode? He may have been Laurie Strode. Are you there? I'm here. I'm just like, <laughs> you're just trying to wrap your mind around him being Laurie. Yeah, Strode, I just I I can't wrap my head around that. Piece. I would pay good money to see that Halloween. That piece of information right there. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So so he's sent along kind of for support, and I really like 
like I like his character. I like Ken Foray, but I really like his character in this. I, I, he's just like, he's like no nonsense, but he's really nice about it. He's not like a jerk or anything. He's just, I really like him a lot. In this yeah. Movie. So, yeah. So we're back at the, back at the Pretorius, uh, Pretorius, what do you call it? Playpad, maybe? <laughs> yeah. The, his, uh, his little, uh, well, just that room is a sex dungeon, so I wouldn't call it a sex dungeon. Uh, but his oh, uh, his yeah. bachelor pad. Yeah, his definite ba- definite bachelor pad. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and it's a uh, funny side note. It's 666 Benevolent Lane, I think. Yes. Yeah, Walt's like, look at the address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, and then so pretty much right away she gets in there and she's like, we're going to do this. And he's like, no, we're not. But they they do do it. They start it right back up. Yeah. He's like, we must destroy this machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do like that where she's standing there. He's got the axe. He comes running it. Like You think it's her, but he's actually running at the machine with the axe. Yeah. He, he doesn't right. want it like to start her. itself again. No, no, he does not. Um, And then, well, and then is that the part where he's like, I'm going to stay right here so I can switch it off. And then he turns it on and then starts backing away. I'm like, you just said you were going to stay there by the machine and now you're backing away. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, you, sir, are a liar. <laughs> He's like, let me not get too close to these forks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then, uh, oh, I'm kind of jumping around here. I'm trying to. And then, because um, uh, Ken gets attacked by the little jellyfish thing in his arm. Yeah, because he was. Now, I got upset at that part because I'm like in the beginning, he was like, don't move. They can see you. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, "Ooh, what is this? Look at this thing here. You know, he walks over to and tries to touch it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the creepy Dr. Pretorius shows up and he's like so creepy and and just kind of skin skin crawling. Yeah. Inducing. Yeah. Um, And he's so pervy. (laughs) <laughs> but don't, i really imagine like i don't think him like being drawn over to the other side caused that i think you're really just seeing him but he's just in a different form but he's just yeah. as pervy as he would have been i think so he kind of reminds me of uh pinhead from hellraiser in just the way that he's like you know we've got such pleasures over here and exactly that yeah. kind of thing where yeah, it's like exactly. it's all about expanding the senses to these like this sensory experience that goes beyond what humans can even comprehend. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And so um, help me out. So they, they do get the machine turned off, correct? Um, yes, they do. Okay. And it, because Crawford goes over and like touches the doctor because he's like, you don't believe it's me. Touch me. Oh, yeah. And the shoulder, the hairy shoulder. He touches yes. The hairy shoulder. <laughs> and the, yeah. his skin is like Play-Doh or whatever because yeah, it gets all it smooshy. Going down. <laughs> yeah. His fingers just keep going down to the hairy shoulder. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's when he rips his face off, which is the cover of Fangoria. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Okay. So then they get the machine turned off and then they're in bed, right? Is that correct? When they're back in bed. I think so. Did yeah. wait? Didn't the guy cook some kind of um, yeah? It looked meal. delicious. Yeah, because I was asking Walt. I'm like, how do you get biscuits to rise? And Walt was saying like the baking soda will make that happen in in like liquid. And I'm like, okay, because it seems like witchcraft. But oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know what it was. Pending. 
Yeah, I, I was like, I think it was chicken and dumplings or something like that. But I'm okay. like, I would eat it if Ken Forey made it. So, um, so yeah, he cooked them dinner, and then they, you know, they got uh, a little brief respite. Yeah, because then she wakes up and goes in there and turns it on herself. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I apologize for this. It's been a little bit longer than I saw the movie. Like it's been about two weeks since I saw the movie. Um, and then, so I love the part. So she's up there and then they realize they've got to go down to like to turn it off. Like Pretorius is not letting that happen. So they've actually got to go to the basement. Yeah. Because he's holding her hostage now. Yeah. yeah. So they run to the basement and then this is where Ken Foray is in the tiniest black pair of underwear. <laughs> he's ever. in his uh, tidy, not tidy whiteies. <laughs> yeah. Not tidy whiteies. And there's that weird thing in the water, which I think we've talked about this before, but I do not like things in the water. That creeps me out. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Intense. And that so there's worm this, thing. Yeah, that worm thing. And so he's like slapping Ken Foray around and now his underwear is tight and wet. Um, <laughs> uh, if I could just get that for a Christmas card. Um, so he's over there trying to like kill the power. And then that thing like grabs... Um, Crawford and is like sucking him into his mouth. It's yeah. Like, oh, like, grossness. Um. <laughs> and so uh, Bubba gets the genius idea of let's just yank the cords out of the wall. Yeah. Which it, he's in water. I'm like, is that not like a bad thing to do with electricity? But anyway. And where did that water come from? I don't know. I think it's like that. What is it? Uh, not Suspiria, but the other movie where the whole like it's a the whole basement's water. Like you could swim in it. And I'm like, how's this happening anyway? But yeah, it's just it's a horror thing. It's a horror trope, and you just go with it. You don't question it. It's yeah, like, okay, they have a wet basement. But uh, whatever happened to uh, Crawford after he pulled the plug, uh, it removed all the hair from his body. He had no yeah, no yes. eyebrows, no hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. It was not a good look for him at all. No. Uh. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I found that very disturbing. Okay. So yeah. So that happened, and then um, uh, like well, so like Doctor McMichael's was like drawn to it. It was like she couldn't even help herself. So then she felt like all this remorse for doing it. Yeah. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I, you know, and I'm thinking, well, God, okay. The, and then he had those marks on his chest. Like it was like a ring of hickeys around his chest from being sucked into that thing, which I thought was an extra added grossness bonus. Um, and so she's apologizing to him and everything. And, and then isn't that, and then when Bubba's like, we we're, we're leaving here, we're not doing any more of this. We've got to right. go. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're getting the hell out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then she puts on leather gear. Oh, yes. She becomes possessed by the spirit of Dr. Pretorius. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, this is not really much to do with like the proceedings, but like his artwork. Did you notice like all the like weird, bizarre artwork in that room? Um, I think I saw one picture, but I didn't really focus on it too much. Yeah, it was like crotches and nipples, but they were like really stylized. And I'm just like. You know, because I know he didn't get that from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> he might have uh, painted that himself. He might have, but it was just really weird. And the whole thing was really weird. So she, so Bubba comes back up and she's like kind of more or less like gyrating on top of like the prone just laying there Crawford. 
<laughs> but what about that part where she reaches under his blanket? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not. But to me, there was nothing that would make me want to go towards that man for anything sexual. Like he's just, <laughs> he looks so sad and pathetic. I don't know. I'm just like, I'll leave him alone. He's been in, he's been sucked up inside something's mouth and all of his hair has been removed. He's not feeling uh, jiggy right now. Yeah, he's been inside of a giant worm thing. And, yeah. And then she just goes and licks her hand. I'm like, okay, this movie oh. is fucked up on a whole other level. Yeah, yeah, it was just... Hmm. So anyways, so, and then she comes on to Bubba, goes back up, and she's like coming on to him. And I thought he was going to take the bait at first. And I'm like, don't do that, Bubba, because you're not that kind of guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, to me, if it would have gone that way, it seemed out of character for him. I'm like, well, okay, then the house is like working. It's like demonic magic on him. But he like, yeah. no, he, he's still got morals. He's like, get dressed. And I'm like, you go, Bubba. Um, but it doesn't really work out well. Because she gets chained up. Did he chain her up? Who? No, or, no. Am I thinking? Okay, I'm jumping ahead. I think. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out how she did get chained up because she didn't chain herself up. Did the things? How did she get chained up? I think Pretorius chained her up. Maybe. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and I loved how she got free of the chains. Oh, by having the the little eel things bite her and yes, until they, she got loose. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Now, I, this is so a side note, but the her being chained up and the like the outfit she was wearing reminded me of, was it The Adventures of Gwendolyn in the Land of the Yik Yak Trees? Have you ever seen this movie? No, that does not sound at all familiar. It's got, it's got Tawny Caton. Do you know who she is? No. Nope. Witchboard. And she was the one who rides all over the place in the white, is it white line or white snake music videos? You would totally know her if you saw her. Okay, I've seen a lot of white snake music videos. She she usually wore a white dress and she had big hair. Huh. And uh, she was in Witchboard. But anyway, I don't know why, but it just that scene reminded me of that movie. Okay, I'm I'm back now. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, that the scene where she's in the huh. sex dungeon and she's tied up and you know everything gets all weird and kind of a fucked up sexuality. Yeah, it, it really reminded me of like, did this thing just go full Caligula? Because it was, it would have it, been full. It was Caligula. out there. It would have been full Caligula if we would have had at least two Oscar winners in the room with them. <laughs> <laughs> like if Dame Judi Dench had been there, then then would have been like full Caligula. Okay, this was just semi Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just very. Odd. It was just so, it was so weird. It was so weird. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so um, how did, oh, do they, do they end up back upstairs to, they end up back up in the attic, don't they? Uh, is this when Bubba gets swarmed yes. by those? Well, first uh, Crawford and the doctor get uh, swarmed by those things. Um, yeah. And then okay. they go to him. Because of the flashlight. Am I correct? Is that what drew, like the light drew them to him? Oh, I don't the know, flashlight honestly. fell on the floor. I'm See, I want to ask your opinion on this. Because the flashlight, like he had a flashlight and then he dropped it and it rolled and like the beam went on him. And then all of a sudden the bugs that were on the two of them 
that really didn't do much damage to them. Right. But when they went to him, he's just like eaten to pieces. Yeah. And that, that that's where the fried chicken came to mind when you were talking about somebody had a bucket of KFC. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, he got, he looked like some fried chicken that had been eaten. Yeah. It was horrible. That was not a good end for him. I really yeah. liked it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that happened to him. And then, so, okay. And then the little pineal gland kind of starts coming out of, no, is that no. okay? So um, this is when Doctor Pretorius looks like that giant baby with a long head, right? Yes. Okay. But so the part where she bites off the pineal gland, if I'm not mistaken, was that when before she was chained up, or was that up here? Because uh, I love that scene, but I don't remember when it happened. I think that was in the attic. Okay. Anyway, I love that scene. She bites off his pineal gland. Um, which we've all had dates like that. Yeah. Um, try to get a little pineal action and right. No and, go. Yeah. They're shutting that down. Um, but I love that scene. And then, so I guess basically by doing that, she kind of like severed, I guess, like the, the hold it had on Crawford. So he's more like back to his old self and he's trying to save her from Pretorius creature. Yeah. And they kind of do that weird meld thing. Right. And he's like, come and get me. And, you know, he's <laughs> running down the stairs. Yeah. And uh, the creature, uh, Dr. Pretorius or whatever the hell it is now, it turns into that bat like creature. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was really hoping like there are no heroes in this movie, even though mm -hmm. I fully yeah. wanted Crawford to be one of the heroes. Um, yeah, I was Team Bubba. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah, I liked him a lot. But yeah, but Crawford yeah, no, gets his right. head They're eaten. Really, yeah, he was eaten. Yeah, he was there just to be eaten. Yeah. But yeah, and then so, and then they end, and then they end up melding. Crawford and Pretorius end up melding. Yeah, they're fighting each other. Yeah, and... I thought that was pretty cool. And the hand comes up like out of the mouth. Yeah, that was Crawford's some good creature effects. Mouth. Yeah, that was really pretty cool, I thought. And then so in order to escape, does she throw herself out the window? Did we go too far? Did we miss the mental hospital uh, visit where they were going to? Oh, we did. Wait, how did, how so did he get... the sequence Help of me. events just kind of got out of? I know. See, like I said, there's been two weeks. Yeah. It's been too long. Yeah, because he. Yeah, because there's that part he ends up because he ends up eating a brain. Yep. And, and then, uh, then he he's Dr. Block. Yeah, he eats her. He yeah. like sucks a brain out of her eye. Yeah. And then he goes to the ambulance driver and he kills them, which I love. Um, and with then the, does, does he, did he return to the house and then, uh, the doctor follow him? How did we get and there? Like, oh is that God. how it all ended? And that she bit, drinking. she bit Crawford's <laughs> pineal gland off. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> then when did she get the ruby slippers? Oh, honestly, I think we are all out of whack on this. We're totally out of whack. When, why would he have left? When, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for our audience. <laughs> We're, they're going to have to watch the movie and then tell us how it went. Yeah, they're going to, and then make sense of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we are out of order. We, we, we are missed so an entire of sequence of events. 
because he had to have gotten back to the hospital. Yeah. Because I remember she was all mad. Wait, we are out. Yeah, because I remember the doctor was all mad and she was going on. Yeah, because she ended up back at the hospital because they thought she was crazy as well. Yes, and they were going to give her <laughs> electroshock therapy. <laughs> oh, Rob. And it, if it wasn't for Crawford sucking out uh, one of the one of the eyeballs. The eyeball. Yeah, yeah. Then the doctor, the good doctor would have gotten electroshock therapy. Exactly. Yes. Because they had to come quick because something was up. Oh, God, Rob. How did we get back to the house then? Wow, I think he stole the ambulance. Wait, he stole the ambulance, didn't he? And he went back. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He stole the ambulance because he saw her escaping, and so he followed her back to the house. That's right. Okay, and then so everything we just said previously just put that kind of back behind this part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, now we're back on track. <laughs> And so oh, this, God. when they return back to the house, that is their final showdown with Dr. Pretorius. Correct. Oh, see, we made it all better. <laughs> it works. And then she wakes up and the cowardly lion is by her bedside and the scarecrow and the tin man. She clicked her heels together and said, she there's did. no place like home. There's no place like home. And then everyone had their pineal glands back. Yeah. <laughs> No, it did not end up that way for her at all. Oh, man. So, yeah, after all that stuff, like she uh, takes takes a big leap out the window. And, oh, man, did you see oh, that yeah. bone sticking out? Oh, That's horrible. Yeah, that. Yeah. The leap out the window reminded me of, well, it reminded me of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then also <laughs> reminded me of the final chapter, 513th, where the girl just dive bombs out the window to get away from uh, Jason. Yeah. That's some good, good makeup effects. I mean, because I could, oh, yeah. I could literally feel that bone sticking out and just oh, like, Oh yeah, that's, that's oh, horrible. I wanted the leg. woman's little dog from before to run up and start licking. <laughs> Did that dog get eaten by the creature? I remember. I don't remember. I thought in my mind, I'm thinking that the woman was holding it in that scene, but I also skipped the whole ambulance part. So I'm a totally unreliable narrator. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to that dog. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Uh, the good doctor, our uh, final girl in this movie, who is not so much a hero. Um, no. Her mind just completely breaks. Which I, I love that because in all of these films, I don't think most people would be okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, especially with something like this, because it's not even of this world. Right. Experiencing all that. I think they did like Lovecraft a good, a good nod because oh, like, yeah. Lovecraft deals with a lot of things that cause madness. And this would definitely just send you to the loony bin. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a marathon of the nanny. Oh, yeah. It would just send you like over the edge. Yeah. No, I like this one. I like a, a lot, a whole lot. This one was a fun one. Same here. This is one of my all time favorites. I could watch it over and over again and still find something new. Oh, yeah. This is and it goes so fast. Like to me, it's like over like you blink and you're like, oh, it's done. It's yeah. Like, 
I think yeah, that's why we got the sequences confused because it's just like, it's total nonstop action. And then it's like, okay, this is what we remember, but we remember it out of sequence. Yeah. Well, I'm also recording this on meth, so I can't, <laughs> I can't leave it all up to the runtime. You know, I've, I've actually cleaned and repainted this whole room I'm in while we did the podcast too. Oh, okay. Wow. But yeah. You know, I do what I can. Um, but yeah, no, I love this movie so much. I'm really glad that, like I said, I was, th- I was thinking about it and you brought it up. I'm like, yeah, it was meant to be. So. Yeah, man. Cause I definitely like just thinking about what that movie meant to me and when seeing it and then seeing it again and just still being so much in love with it and loving the practical effects and how everything went down. It's, it's oh, just yeah. such an it amazing was, movie. Yes, I totally. And the cast, like, I think everyone was perfectly cast. Um, I, I bought all them in the roles. Um, no one seemed forced or like unbelievable in what they were doing, especially considering like <laughs> what they were doing. You know, I thought that it was really uh, pretty cool. Really, and then this, this was a Stuart Gordon film, clearly. Um, I actually really like, I, as a director, I really enjoy his stuff. Um, I, I kind of get the impression you do too. Cause I know we talked about, um, Dagon. I know you mentioned that and I know you like Castle Freak. Um, yep. And, uh, reanimator bride of reanimator, uh, beyond reanimator. I don't know if he did all three of those, but I know yeah, he I was going to say, I think he, I think he may have, I know he did not do bride of the reanimator only because I kind of thought he did. And then when I was compiling my notes, I saw he didn't. And I'm like, Oh, I did not know that. Um, so I was kind of right there with you. I kind of thought he did all of them, but he did not do, he did not direct that one. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, I like his stuff. I really do like his stuff a lot. Um, this one's a solid film, I think. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I have no problem recommending this to anybody um, except maybe grandmothers. I would totally, if my grandmother was still alive, I would recommend it to her. Like <laughs> you should watch this. Now I do want to ask this and you, I mean, I, I don't think it's that personal. You always talk about your sister. Is she still into horror? Um, No, strangely okay. enough. No, just, uh, I think it was an eighties kind of like teenager thing. Yeah, a lot of people I think are like that. So yeah, I was just wondering if she's cool or if she's just grown up and become stupid. So you answered the question. <laughs> I remember, um, like she she became super Christian and shit. So I uh, wanted to I wanted to take my nephew <clears throat> to see the Coven, I believe it was. Uh-huh. And like she would not allow that. Gotcha. And he wanted he really wanted to see it, but you know, she wouldn't let him see it. Or the Covenant. It, that's the one where the teenage the teenage witches, uh, it was like an early two thousands film, I think. Gotcha. But anyway, yeah. yeah, she she said no, and so it didn't happen. So yeah, it's definitely not into horror. Yeah. No, I think some people it really is just like a a brief point in their life, and then it, I don't. It's it's almost like other things you are like. Uh, for some people, it's like a certain type of music or. I don't know, or like maybe some people are into fashion or like a certain book type of books, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they just kind of, it just kind of leaves them. But I, you know, I, I can't imagine not having horror in my life. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Cause I know like back in pretty much like back in the eighties too, I had like, um, like a, a a cousin um, and 
really that's how I found out about a lot of horror movies is she would see them. And then when I saw her, she kind of like, I actually made her tell me the whole movie, like (laughs) pretty much from the beginning credits, the end credits, everything she could remember because I didn't get to see him. So she would tell me all about him, but it was just that point in time. And I know she, I don't think she really even cares about horror now, but you know, she's the reason I found out all about prom night and terror train and all that stuff. But Oh, God bless those people, I guess, because they kind of helped us out a little bit at some point in our life. Yeah, they gave you a little bit of an introduction. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. So I guess, do you have anything more further to say about this awesome movie? Uh, just that it's awesome. <laughs> it's it is awesomely so awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. And then um, such a fun movie. It is. It totally is a fun movie. Yeah, I, I would. To me, it's one of those ones you could watch in a group. You could watch it alone. I just find it very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, So are you okay to tell them what we're going to do next? Yeah. Um, Our next movie is The Relic we're going to be doing. And now is this the the, uh, biography about Abe Vigoda? Yes, it is. Absolutely. (laughs) I love Abe Vigoda. (laughs) I'm so excited to watch. (laughs) <laughs> no, actually, it's a. Uh, this is a '90s horror. It's not an '80s, right? It's from the '90s. Yeah, 1997, I believe. All right, so the relic they can watch it beforehand or listen to us mutilate the order things happen in. Yeah, because I I'll definitely get things out of sequence as usual. <laughs> uh, I like to jump around a lot. Just call me House of Pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, clearly I don't know. Maybe I have all. Uh, Early, was it early stages of Alzheimer's? I would, that's probably mine. <laughs> early is what it is, early onset Alzheimer's. That's what I have. And I'm just doing movie reviews with that. In yeah. My head. You're just yeah. remembering it the way your brain works. That's all. Right. With my stupid pineal gland sticking, <laughs> fighting with my, uh, with my pituitary gland. They're like wrapped around each other like snake, like Medusa. <laughs> but anyway. All right. So, and how can they reach you if they really want to talk to you? Oh, wait, I need to say something. You go first and I'm going to say what I need to say. Um, well, if they want to get in touch with me, <clears throat> boy, my throat is, I should drink more water. Anyway, you yeah, should. um, it's, uh, M-I-S-T-E-R-F-K-I-N blades with a Z on, um, Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. That's the only place I can be found. All right. And then I'm proud to say that we have an Instagram account now. So... <sighs> So if you want to get in, uh, in touch with us, uh, we are on Instagram at um, Midnight Movie Creature Cast. And uh, I am more than happy to interact with anybody. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, there's one person, but I don't think my ex-wife would write me. But other than that, I'm more than happy to interact with anybody <laughs> uh, that wants to write. Um, and then I'm also, you can uh, talk to me at um, Mark in a movie, just throw some underscores between all the words. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to have the uh, Instagram account for our show. Oh, yeah. Wow. Did that cares? did that applause come through? Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, I, that was that was applause and people I cheering. You were slapping a wet seal and I'm like, I don't want to go. No, <laughs> uh, supposed to be people cheering and stuff. Oh, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm very excited about that. So please, please, please reach out to us because uh, um, I think we both would really appreciate that. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Um, even if you hate it, I mean, you know, we're doing it because it's fun. It's what we love. And uh, hopefully that 
translates through and you also find something you enjoy in it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Constructive criticism is never a bad thing. That's right. But if you go after Rob personally, I may have to cut you. (laughs) Don't make me cut a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Or just spend time with me. Think of it that way. I may show up and you have to like talk to me. (laughs) <laughs> for an hour and then we'll see who's laughing you'll be a special guest on the show where i'll just be silent the whole time and they'll talk to you yeah and they have to spend time with you exactly. <laughs> all right well thank you rob again i always have fun with you yeah likewise my friend all right and then everyone else we will see you next episode